Why are they so ahead of roofing on this payment stuff? Will people want to reach into their bank account and take $10,000, $20,000 out for a roof? Probably not. Will they want to leverage it? Probably. Just by dropping little nuggets all over the place, mm -hmm. you're getting your consumer into the standing point of, I don't have to write a big check because I don't have a big check to write anyway. Hey, I appreciate you joining today. It's the Hook Better Leads podcast. we got Chris Scoville on. Chris, talk to me about what you've been learning this past year. Uh, you do, do a lot of financing for roofing companies. So what have you been learning that you wish all roofers knew about financing? Well, thanks, first of all, for having me. It means the world. Um, I'd like to actually answer that in a different direction, and then we're going to go back to it, if that's okay with you. Okay. No, yeah, that's fine. So I thought you were actually going to ask me something a lot different. Um, but I'm glad you started with that. So one thing that I learned this year, and I think this is a valuable lesson, and you you actually may have played a role in it without even knowing that you did. So you had done a podcast with Benny Fish a while back, and you guys were in the office, and you're shooting the shit. And it was interesting because I'm watching the thing, and my name came up. And you guys are like, oh, yeah, Scoville, oh, God. And you know Benny, he's got that really cool, raspy yeah. voice, right, like, Radio Pittsburgh DJ, Betty Fish yeah. the Fish Man. Oh, get on your <laughs> roof. You know what I mean? Like, he's just got that yeah. cool voice. So you guys were shooting the shit about Scoville. And I was like, oh, cool, they're talking about him. And it was funny because it went a total different direction that I wasn't ready for. It was like, yeah, man, he comes off a little rough sometimes. So Did I say that? Oh, good. no. No, no, no. It was really, really good. It was Benny. Because yeah. Benny's a straight yeah. shooter. So yeah. I got together with Benny after the call. I'm like, dude, do I really come off, like, rough? And he's like, well, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. Scoville, your approach is it sometimes kind of fucking scary. So I was like, well, let's talk about it. So yeah. it was just a really good come to Jesus. I had to, I looked inside myself and said, man, I'm still me. I'm incredibly authentic. I'm never going to change. I'm a Viking. I'm super competitive, but I've gone about things a little bit differently in the industry. And I mm -hmm. think that this might be a good lesson for our audience that's listening to this. Be open, be authentic, be real, but be fucking helpful. Now, yeah. and also be competitive. So, like, I'm competitive in the finance industry and what I do, and sure. I take it I take it very seriously. I'm incredibly passionate. Yeah, I will note, you heard this. I just want to note one thing, just because if people go back and watch that, maybe not everyone will, but the main gist of what we were saying about Chris in that podcast is that no one knows a lot of people like finance companies, but they know Chris Scoville and that personal branding is everything and you need to go hard on your personal branding. And Chris has done that in a very dramatic, intense way that yeah. everyone, when they think financing, they think Chris Scoville. So yeah. I, I just want to know that ultimately you may have, you know, kind of gone towards one little nugget there, but I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that the that branding. is what the way, that's way, the way a lot of people in roofing see Chris. Yeah. And I appreciate that because, yeah. and I worked hard to do that as well. I, I changed a paradigm shift this year to go, I'm going to brand me as the product expert that does financing and, and can help on some marketing aspects in life, like direct mail and, and different kind of like, I'm a big gorilla marketing old school guy. You guys are like yeah. digital tech. And when it comes to SEO and website, I'm like, yeah, man, go to hook. I don't fucking know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so getting back to my point, be competitive, be authentic, be real, 
put your foot on the throat of your competitors, but do it in mm. more of a nicer way. Like <laughs> I was realizing I might've been making posts yeah. about, about other finance companies. It was taken the wrong way. So I've done mm. a shift. I made amends with a lot of the folks that probably took it the wrong way. We're all good. And things are better now. And I'm attracting yeah. more bees with the honey, which is really cool. Yeah. So that's just something I learned this year in this competitive business that we're in. And look, there's you've got you've teamed up with SEO and website guys that you compete against, and we're yeah. all going to be better off in our industry helping each other, even if we yeah. compete against each other. So yeah, big lesson learned this year. It was a cool year, man. Really big year. I I do believe focusing on your own thing is is more important than getting super competitive it is funny though sometimes i'll have i'll feel really competitive with the with somebody i'm feeling super competitive and i'm kind of like maybe even posting about it a little bit like i don't yeah. know if people know who i'm talking about but they might and then yeah. but i do have bursts of business sometimes with that do you know what i mean yeah. like like because i am doing more because i'm spicy and intense yeah. i've cranked up the scovilles a little bit and the Scoville so units. Yeah, the Scoville units, but it's hard to, so sometimes it's hard to get rid of that because I don't want to lose the energy. No, you don't. But you I don't agree this past, for me too, I've matured this past year and been a little bit less focused, but it's because my company has been winning a yeah. lot. Yeah. And my See. personal brand has been winning a lot. So I'm like, I just try to like watch out because it, you know, I keep on coming back to this advice that um, the dude from Beacon got. I'm forgetting his name for a second. Um, but he said, essentially, like, what are you influencing people towards? And if I am constantly being spicy and negative to a competitor, yeah. in a way, really, for me, I'm just contributing to the nasty reputation that roofing companies are, or excuse me, that marketing companies already have. And as a yeah. roofer you might yep. be contributing just to this. If you're constantly negative with like, we see this poor workmanship. There's a lot of roofing companies just creating damage on roofs or whatever yep. you're saying out there, you are contributing to this overall reputation. People don't, people just start to like associate that with your industry, not with yeah. that nasty competitor that does the stupid stuff. So really, like that's why I'm watching it too a little bit, and I agree. Yep. I'm going through some like much like painful maturity around that where I can't take as many shots as I used to. I really enjoyed yeah. it. It's fun. Yeah, it's um, fun to be scrappy like that sometimes. Two things, right? Hurt people, hurt people, and then mm -hmm. number two is commission breath stinks. Like yeah. you're doing well. You got a great team. You got a great culture. You've got enough business. You think about these roofers and you think about marketing people and the dynamic of not having enough business. And you get into this point where you're like, what do I got to do? Do I got to get in there and dismantle my my competitors? Do I got to take some shots <laughs> yeah. to get business? Yeah. Um, I want to read something real quick here from one of my coaches. His name is Ed Milet. I'm an Arate member. Yeah, that's awesome. We did a recap the other day, and I just want to read this really quick. I think this will be helpful for everybody because it's on topic as well. Making decisions next year, there's four things that we should all think about that we're doing. Before you do something, ask yourself, does this serve me? Does it serve my, me and my core, my philosophy, mm. my mission, my values? Number two, is this reasonable? 
Is it reasonable yeah. before I make this post or make this phone call or say this thing? And we can use this in our relationships with our wives and family as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. Number three, does this get me to my desired outcome? Ooh, that's a big one. Right? Does what I'm going to do, this post right now, this phone call, these actions, these words, is it going to get me to get have sex tonight or get to do that? <laughs> Right. Um, and number four, is this consistent with my values and my standards? So in any business, of course, if we have our shit together, we have our core values and our mission statement. And we try yeah. to live by that because, well, it's on the wall and we it's on our freaking T-shirts and it's and it's in our on our website somewhere, which it should be. Right. We should mm-hmm. let people know our core values, our mission, our purpose. But are we doing that every day with everything that we do? Right. So. Yeah. It was a great wrap up from Ed and I'm taking notes feverishly and I wanted to keep that front center in my life each day as I make decisions. Do, should I say this about this company that I compete against? I did it last night. I'm a poster deposter. Do you know what that is? I I send it out. I get that adrenaline rush. Like, yeah, I said something that I'm like, stupid. None of that serves my purpose. None of that is, none of the four things I went in, I deleted it. I think so. We're gonna we're gonna get into things you guys should know about financing and stuff like that here in a second, and, and yeah. how to market and sell it more, and you know why roofing is got, got Sorry about that. No, no, no. This is good. I want to wrap it up um, in a second here, but and then why roofing isn't doing financing as much as some of the other asset classes like HVAC and stuff like that. Um, but I also want to note it's funny because I I'm now feeling it from other people because I always thought. You know, like, we're the underdog, bro. We're always the underdog. Like, hook agency will always be the underdog, right? Like, but if you keep on going, you're not always the underdog. And so now there's under underdogs under us taking shots at us, and I just see how it feels. You know what I mean? So, like, um, and and I'm I'm also noting, like, God, I could send you so much business. I could drown you in business, but you want to take shots. You know what I mean? Like, I, like we, have, we turned down eight out of ten clients, but you want to take shots at us. And I could send you so much business. Don't do that. I, I, know. I, want, I send people this. Even people taking shots at us, I'm still sending them business right now. But I would send them more if yeah. they would stop taking shots because it's unnecessary and we're doing our best. And so are you what, and like I, everyone is. I think what people don't understand is that I have a specific client that I work with. Hook has a specific client that they work with and we can't help everybody period and paragraph. Yeah. And it came up yesterday. There was somebody that came to me. They needed a website. They needed SEO. I know who your perfect avatar is because I listen to you and I know your business. This mm-hmm. guy wasn't for you, man. Mm-hmm. I knew where to yep. send them. So, yep. I mean, you gotta, you gotta play nice. We're, we're, this is a small yeah. industry. It's a big industry, but it's really it's small. Tough. So. I get, I get it though. It's tough. Just like, you know, our biggest competitors or whatever that we see as like a little bit real competitors. <laughs> like it's hard for a roofing company too to be friends with the guy. You know, sometimes you're friends with like two of the guys in your city and then the other two guys just like annoy the shit you know, shit out of you. So if you haven't tried signposts, you definitely should. We help answer calls, acting as a backstop to make sure your leads don't get missed. We also help build up your reputation by generating five-star reviews. Come check us out at signpost.com.
All right, let's get into this next one. Yeah, let's talk um, finance. That was a good opener, though. I mean, we had some good nuggets. What do you wish that I, I really did appreciate that, uh, you know, other conversation, too. But roofing financing, what do you wish people knew more about? Before we get into marketing and selling it more yeah. often, yep. what do you wish that roofing company owners all knew about financing that they could leverage it more? Number one, it is easy to offer it. There's a myth. There's a myth out there from folks that aren't offering financing at the point of sale or at all that financing is difficult, that they have to be a banker. Um, I do a tremendous amount of business in the roofing space, of course, because I, I help finance all the Owens Corning and all the Beacon and you know a lot of the OEM manufacturers out there. So I have these conversations. There's two markets. Market one is called a take market. And in the finance space, that simply means this. They're using another lender. They should be using us because we do X, Y, and Z better. Here's the reasons why you should move from that lender over to us. We call that the take market. I'm going to take that business, right? Those guys are already doing financing. They understand the benefits of it. They're closing more. They've got higher sales. They've got good, better, best. they got the mobile app. they got all the tools, and they're closing on a one-time, you know, one-time close maybe, or maybe a virtual proposal. It doesn't matter. And then we've got the make market. Those are two markets, make market and take market. These guys are the ones that are like, I've never offered financing. I don't need to offer financing. All my customers pay cash or slide a credit card, and that shit's too difficult because I'm a roofer, not a banker. And I didn't mean to come off with such a stupid accent, but the amount of conversations that I have in a week that sound just like that, I don't need financing. All of my customers pay cash. I simply ask them this, how do you know? They're like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, how do you know the ones that are going to your website not seeing an offer or a call to action saying 100% financing available, mm. low monthly payment options aren't just passing you up and going to the next one that is on their website. Mm. And they give you this pregnant pause of, I never thought about it that way. I'm only mm -hmm. thinking about people that I'm sitting down with a $10,000 contract and saying, hey, you're going to use credit card, you're going to pay cash. So mm -hmm. number one, financing is super easy because we make it easy. We have the technology, a mobile app. We have unbelievable support and training. And with those two things, it's simple to offer it at the point of sale. It's a simple conversation. Would you, would you agree? Do you agree with the, um, the raise your prices, offer monthly payments as a statement? It's, I don't think it's about raising prices. I think it's called margin correction. So yeah. if you think about the amount of dis distribution and distributor increases, price increases that everyone's had over the last few years due to everything in the economic situation, financing is a product, just like the nails and the tiles and the metal. Financing is a product. So within the contract, Financing is a product within the contract, which is basically margin. So let's play simple banking numbers. If you're not offering financing now and you're selling a roof for $10,000, but you start offering financing Monday and you're going to sell that same roof, it would be wise for somebody in the retail sales business to take their, their product catalog and at the bottom add 5% across the board. So when you go out, that $10,000 roof is really $10,499. I've just simply added a 5% margin for a product now that I sell within my roofing system. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what that does on the backside of the banking deal, and that ends the argument of 
I don't want to pay dealer fees. Well, sir, you're already doing that when you slide a credit card because credit cards charge you a merchant credit card processing fee, correct? Yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. but I never thought about that. I just swallow the 3% mm-hmm. every single time. Perfect. Yeah. Well, if you build in a 5 or 6% margin into your retail book and go to market, here's what it solves for. Your credit card swipes, your merchant credit card processing fees. If you want to offer a slew of our no dealer fee programs, that's perfectly fine. But my suggestion is to still have that margin in there in case the customer wants a 12-month same as cash, no interest, no payment. That costs 5 or 6% from a lender because now you're mm-hmm. covered. If they pay cash, they pay cash. If they pay a yeah. credit card, you're covered. If they buy the 12-month same as yeah. cash, you're covered with that with that margin built in there. So that's you- my suggestion. Okay. Do you guys have any, like, stats that you like to – reference about like why you should be selling financing in with every deal like or often or is there is it your suggestion every deal or is it just make sure you offer it every time or what is the what is the suggestion here early often and always from a marketing perspective on your website to your postcards to your door hangers to your conversation the moment that you meet them you should be discussing payment options with a customer. Matter of fact, we've got it licked down to an old school method of putting a laminate on their coffee table and then getting up on the on the roof or in the attic saying on that laminate, number one, low monthly payment options. Number two, 12 months, same as cash or 18 months with payment deferred financing available. So the moment that you set that thing down on the table and you hop up on the roof, the customer's going over and they're taking a peek at what you left on the table. So by the time you come back down and say, hey, Mr. Smith, we're all set. Let's go over what I found. Hey, you guys offer financing? Yeah, we do. But let's go over what we found up there, and we'll discuss that down the road. We've got tons of options with many different lenders out there. We'll discuss that. It's a great promotionals going. So just by dropping little nuggets all over the place, mm-hmm. you're getting your consumer into the standing point of, I don't have to write a big check because I don't have a big check to write anyway. But, geez, Mm -hmm. if I can get 12 months same as cash that rolls over to a low monthly payment option with a no prepayment penalty, that might fit my wife and our needs and our wants better. So, yes, the the answer to that would be always offer it. And if they want to pay you cash, cash is king. Yeah. It won't hurt you to ever just have offers and call to actions and let people know that you have financing. It will never hurt you because they might not have even known that they can finance a roof. And then you've made it affordable. So what do they do? You can upsell. You can do better gutters. You can do better shingle. You can do a better metal. You can do a better tile um, because they can see that it's only $25 more for $5,000 um, on the bump on a good, better, best scenario, which we have a calculator for, by the way, as well, to show the consumer nice. it's 96 125 or 158 It's only 158 Yeah. Dude, honey, we can afford that. We thought it was going to be 225 a month. Chris, I've been wanting to ask ask you this question um, with the changes in the economy and the heavy inflation and certain things regarding like the fed, does that stuff affect you? Like what, how does that affect you guys? And does that create any like pressure or deadlines for a homeowner to get a certain like rate or I, I just don't understand how this stuff works. So could you put this in layman's term for us? That sure, good, good question. Rules? Does it affect, it does it affect me? No. Um, and there's a few reasons. I'll try to break it down into layman terms. The institution that I work for is a bank. Um, it's our yeah. money, right? We're the lender. 
them. Now, there's other institutions out there, and I'm not talking ba- badly about them, that aren't lenders, they're brokers. Or maybe they sell okay. to institutions. So in our certain circumstance, when you talk about the specific person that I work for, doesn't affect me because my cost of funds are cheap. It could, though, affect my competitors because their money may be costing them more. Thus, meaning their program rates might be higher or cost more on a dealer fee than mine because my cost of funds are less. However, so that's that. Okay, now the second thing that you asked was, how is this current economic trend going to have a great impact in the next two years? Yes, the feds have increased 75 basis points every three months, and they just did a 50 basis point increase, and they're going to keep doing it until things stabilize, which they haven't yet, which means this. Number one, everybody in the home improvement space, get ready to rock and roll, and here's a reason why. Home um, refis are down. Cash outs are down. Purchasing homes are down. Custom homes are down because the money costs too much money. 8.5% mortgage 30-year. People aren't refinancing like they used to. People are going to be staying in their home homes. Builders are like really slowing down right now. They're literally just trying to get their inventory off their books, basically. Mortgage apps have never been this slow since like 2008, 2009. So people are staying in their homes. The wife is looking at the husband saying, hey, oh, we need a roof. We need a repair, whatever it might be. It, we're in for some good times um, on the banking side because we ain't running out of money, number one. Number two, I think the home improvement industry is going to do really, really well for another couple years. Will people want to reach into their bank accounts and take $10,000, $20,000 out for a roof? Probably not. Will they want to leverage it? Probably. Safer to leverage Because if I can give you a stable, fixed, low monthly payment that's lower than a mortgage rate right now, and it's unsecured, and it's affordable, instead of you pulling $20,000 out of a 401k that's diminishing, 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 and I can give you 196 bucks a month. Yeah. So your your, um, rate won't go up in accordance. Like, I don't understand rates, but. No, that's okay. They're same way when mortgage rates go up. Okay. No, they won't. They're they're unsecured. However. Some of the lower tier interest rates may go away, but the standard, yeah. the standard number one, oh, this is a really good topic. Your questions are great. The number one home improvement interest rate and in product across all asset classes is a 9.99, 120-month fixed unsecured loan with no prepayment penalty. That's for kitchens, baths, flooring, painting, siding, roofs, not really air conditioners. Air conditioning does things a little bit differently. But as far as remodeling, exterior, interior, and that breaks down to this payment factor. 10000 bucks on a 9, 9, 10 year costs $132 per month. Super affordable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. With no prepay. So you can pay that thing off whenever you want. So if you get tax money back and you want to just make a big lump sum, pay down the lump sum. You get another one, pay that up, boom, the thing's gone. You don't have to have a prepayment penalty on it. Nice. Awesome. Well, you mentioned they're not, I'm sorry, they're fixed. They're fixed interest rates. They're they're unsecured. Okay. Yeah. So HELOCs, home equity lines of credit adjust off of a LIBOR, uh, and the unsecured is a fixed for a for a term, mm-hmm. a five year term, a ten year term, a fifteen year term. When it comes down to you know trying to find business in the winter, when when the storm's over, when there's no fresh damage to work, we'll go back to Hill Trace. We'll track down a swath that. You know, most contractors haven't had the opportunity to go out and and address yet because they're so busy chasing the big storm. As long as we've got a date within reason, we can chase that storm, we can pick up jobs, we can pick up leads. 
So you mentioned HVAC. I recently decided to, or my wife decided to get our HVAC replaced um, and is Same. doing it on payments. Same. Yes. So, um, hot in here. Hold why, on. And they were really aggressive with uh, offering us payments, and yeah. my wife was happy to do it. Um, yep. So, why are they so ahead of roofing on this payment stuff? And what are what can we do a little differently in roofing to mirror some of the success that they've had as far as selling more? Because we didn't feel like it was a very big expense. And guess Light what? Years. We could probably use a new roof. Light years. Light years ahead. So the air conditioning industry has always sold um, units and rebates and programs and offers at the point of sale. This is how that industry has always been. It's changed a lot. We've had a lot to do with it at our company on how that's changed. Um, they were big on the five-year equal pay, equal pay, like the equal pay, right? Take a $10,000 unit in five years and pay it off in lump sums and never pay interest. Like that was a big loan for years because – it gave people the ability to buy that gr air conditioning is a grudge purchase. A roof is a grudge purchase. We can talk about that yeah. in a moment. Yeah. Nobody like gets excited. No one gets excited about buying an air conditioner except for me because I have a five zone Mitsubishi system. I've got a real fancy one. So I'm excited. I'm proud of it. Right. So that's a different story. Mine was $25,000 for my house. So yeah. Intense. Air conditioning is sold because the person's going to die or the wife's going to get divorced. So at the yeah. point of sale, you're going to die because it's so hot or it's so cold, and their wife's ready to kill you, so the sale has to be made. So when a good air conditioning That's literally comes, what happened yeah, for me. like they'll kill you. They will yeah. kill you or the heat or the cold will kill you. So you're going to sell the – I always tell roofers, you should have got an air conditioning business. But anyway, because you're there, you sell <laughs> it, and then you install it, and you get paid, and you're on to the next one. So yeah. here nor there, whatever. I love the air conditioning space. They've always adapted the sales process. It's just part. And roofers, if Thank you, you have that ASMR, by the way, I really appreciate it. If <laughs> you're listening, we've got new microphones. Check out Briscoeville on Facebook. This is my creepy whisper. Air con no, seriously, this is good. Air conditioning, guys. Look in your market. Go to air conditioning companies' websites and look at what their offers are and their call to actions are. You got a lot to learn there, but don't. Of course, you might want to just look at the words, look at the copy, look at how it feels, look at how mm -hmm. it smells. Go to your top mm -hmm. air conditioning companies that you're referring business with yeah. now and ask them, "Hey, what offers are you using? What promotional loans are you using?" So it's a good place. Roofers can do the same thing, Tim. They can do the mm -hmm. same process. It's the same financing structure. It's just maybe a little bit more. I don't know. But the same sales process for an air conditioner should be the same as a roof because a roof also is a grudge purchase. Unless you're in my neighborhood and you've got a big fancy tile one or you've got a metal one. We don't have shingles. I live on the intercoastal. So, like, we're in Hurricane Alley. I'm in flood zone. Like, I know, you, I know what you said for grudge purchase, but walk walk through why you feel like sure. so uh, both of my purchases. Two of my purchases since I bought this home in two years have been grudge purchases. Nothing I'm happy and proud about that I can drive around town with and show off. A grudge purchase is, I can't freaking believe the air conditioner broke on Christmas last year. Call the repair guy right now. He comes over. He's like, dude, this thing's dead. That's a grudge. I don't want this. I don't. I have to have it. This sucks. Okay, I'll buy it. Yeah. My room. In a room? Yeah. 
My roof is a grudge purchase. You ready? My insurance company sent me a letter and said, we are no longer going to insure you because your low slope needs to be replaced. Nobody can see my low slope. So I call my mm. roofing guy and I say, I need you to come over and hook up that Conklin 10-year low slope radiant barrier system. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to have to. It was ten grand. I financed it. I paid it off in three months. I didn't. I could have used money. I'm a cash buyer, but I chose a promotional loan because I want. I didn't want to pay interest, and I wanted to pay it back when I wanted to pay it back. That's a psychology, by the way, folks. There's mm-hmm. two buyers. There's cash buyers, and there's low monthly payment buyers. We'll talk about that in a different training. Grudge purchase one air conditioner. Grudge purchase two for Chris Scoville this year. Low slope flat um, Conklin system on my roof. Sixty percent mm. of my roof is low slope. The other forty percent is tile. Two grudge. Pre- yeah. So now, how does how does financing I, help with the grudge purchase? So we're saying it's a grudge purchase. So how does financing help with that? I didn't want to pull ten grand out of my bank. I had it, but I didn't want to. I was pissed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just finance it and I'll pay it off in six months. I paid it off in three and it was done. Yeah. Made me feel better. The psychology of it. I didn't care about paying ten grand. For some people, that might have been a lot. I had the money in the bank. I just didn't want to spend it. So it was easy for mm-hmm. me just to use financing at the point of sale because I knew that I was going to pay it off within the six months and pay no interest. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was waiting for a bonus to come in. I can't remember the particular needs other than I feel like I win when I leverage money from a bank. But I'm mm-hmm. a different psychology. That's how I buy things. There's people out there that just buy via budget. As long as the payment's mm-hmm. under 200 I'm buying this damn thing. And they don't mm-hmm. care. They don't have the money in the bank. They need it. They want it. They have to have it. So they have to use financing as a tool to get it. There's mm-hmm. two different types of psychology. And when you as a roofing sales professional get to that point of sale and start letting them know that you can give them affordability and payment options, and no worry, I'm on your side. I'm here to help you facilitate this thing. It's super easy. We do it with a mobile app. I'm going to get you approved in 15 seconds up to $100,000. Were you guys looking for a promotional loan and pay it off in 12 months? Or were you looking to stay like at a certain price? That way I can better figure out. We work with a bunch of different lenders that have promos and different things out there. I just want to help you. So do you want 12 months same as cash? Or would you like a low monthly payment of $130 per month? Well, that, which one of those would work for you, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I'm here to help you. Let, let's figure out this together. That's, mm-hmm. it. That's all you have to say, roofers. I'm here to help you. We work with a bunch of lenders. There's promotional loans. There's low monthly fixed. Let's figure this out together so we can get you this new roof. I love it. Um, I kind of wish, you know, we were, I feel like it's a really good offer. And I think more, more roofers should do this more often and in more places. I know that some of our websites have your guys' stuff on there, um, promoting this. Any other things in marketing that you'd really suggest? So I really appreciate the, the sales what, kind yes. of like role play there. But what other One, things in marketing that you wish everyone was doing? 100%. Um, the Truman bubble effect, right? Like I do this whole training and my, my private group, I do trainings on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Okay. It's the contractor coffee shop group. I, I just do trainings all the time to help people. And it's just like this. It's me on a whiteboard being real, being authentic. And I paint silly scenarios just to break it down. So I, I came up with this concept last year when I was walking my dog. You remember the Truman movie, the Truman? Yeah, I love it. So Jim Carrey's up there, and he finally breaks the light and goes, this shit ain't real. I live in this community. No wonder everyone's been so repetitious, right? 
So here's mm-hmm. my thought, crazy, crazy thought. I've been in the industry for over 26 years, by the way. I'm 52, and I started roofing when I was 19. I had, I still have Scoville Home Services, an LLC in New York. So I've done this. I'm not some guy that came out of college and just talks finance. I've been on the roof. I spin rebar. I bought and sold, and I've been thrown out of the home. I do this shit for a living. This is not a hobby. There. So credibility factor has been set with everybody. The Truman bubble effect is simply this. You live in a bubble. Within the bubble, there's two other roofers. So there's three roofers in the bubble. There's a 1,000 homes to service from repairs and replacements. That's it. There's a 1,000 homes. How are you, Chris Scoville's Roofing, going to different, different yourself to win the market share with only a 1,000 homes to serve? You're going to go down the list of different things that you can do. You're going to wrap the truck. You're going to be there at every install. You're going to walk it. You're going to establish rapport. You're going to make sure you get a video review, a testimonial, and tell them that you're going to set the expectations up to earn a five-star review. You're going to do all the necessary things. But how are you going to get the market share? Well, you're going to have www. You're going to have SEO. You're going to have geofence. You're going to have all the technology that Hook does. And then you're going to follow on social media with social media ads all over the place with a pixel or something. But then you're going to hit the doors because when you go out and you hit Mrs. Smith and Mrs. Smith decides not to buy today, which is perfectly fine, you're going to go and hit in 5 by 5 by 10 the homes. So you're going to take your door hangers that have an offer saying affordable low monthly fixed payments available, 100% financing, scan this QR code, which pushes back to your hook website or your landing page to help them connect, convert, and close. So if you've got three reps working 1,000 homes and they're out there visiting three homes a day, do the multiplying factor, 20, 20, 20 times three times three reps is a lot of homes. You're eventually going to win the market because you've set yourself up as a differentiator. Your offer is that of 100% financing available. Scan the QR code, pushes to a video saying, hey, we were in your neighborhood today. We're helping people out. It doesn't matter if you want a repair or replacement. We have low monthly payment options, like 12 months same as cash. Or if you're looking for affordable fix, we've got that too. Give me a call. I'm with Chris's Roofing, and I'm here to serve you and help protect your home and your family. Setting up yourself as a differentiator within those thousand homes and doing the little things that matter will help you capture and keep that market share and retain it. Now, we're in the Truman bubble, and we own it now because we're doing all these things. We've gone down the checklist. Our guys are selling. We're offering financing. We've got great offers. We do a great follow-up. We have a great warranty. Our trucks are wrapped. We're putting the yard sign in. We're doing all of the necessary. And then we're doing a walkthrough at the end. We're getting the review, the testimonial. We're plugging that into the Google and the Yelp. So now you go, I've captured the bubble. I own 80% of the market share. Those other two guys suck. They've got to split the other 10. 80-20 rule. Now you step out of your bubble, folks. And you go to your next zip code. And you do the same thing and you dominate there. And then once you've dominated that with your three sales reps, you go to the next zip code. And I think you talked about this the other day that Benny mm-hmm. markets towards us around a school area. It's the same concept mm-hmm. in the Truman bubble is if you can shrink it down and go, I own 33441 because I've done mm-hmm. all of these organic methods. I've done the SEO, the website. I'm running social ads. I've got the Google thing figured out. And then I've got the guerrilla marketing tactics of postcards. I've got the QR code. I've got the landing page to help connect, convert, and close. I'm offering financing at the point of sale and on my website. They can can do it directly to it if they don't want to do it face-to-face. There's just a checklist, guys. And if you get that checklist and you're doing it, you can own your zip code. You can own the market. But you shouldn't spread out to all the different zip codes 
You should yeah. take your Truman bubble, get really good in one, and then replicate the system in the process in the next one, and then the next one, and the next one. And then by then you'll own the county. I love it. I want to make sure that we cover any other last tips here for offering financing through marketing more often. So anything else that you want to, that you wish you could tell everybody to do? Because I, I hope, you know, a couple hundred people watch this and get that experience of like, I should also do this, this, and this from, for. Yeah. I think just, you ready? This is a real, really difficult one. Take action. Stop thinking about it. Do it. Pick up the phone and call me. Pick up the phone and call one of my competitors. Have a consultation. Nobody's selling you financing, guys. I don't care if you think we are or not. We're going to do $5 billion this year with or without you. I want to help your business grow and you dominate your Truman bubble. But just have a conversation and, and be open and be honest about what you're doing. So when I talk to somebody that's a roofer, one of my first questions is this. Are you looking to do retail or are you in storm restoration? And they go, well, we're in storm restoration, but, man, we really want a better portfolio, so we're thinking about doing more retail. Great. Let me tell you how I can help you do that. And then it's just a consultation. I ask them how long you've been in business. What distributors? What's your OEM? How many sales reps do you have? What's your average ticket price? Are your competitors offering financing now? What's your call to action? What's your offer? What's your warranty? I want to know their business inside and out so I can better serve them. That's Dude, that's because I've been in it for 25-plus years. A lot of new guys that come out of the tech finance industry might not have the same consultation that I have, but I want to know who my customer is. Mm-hmm. Like when I met Benny, I, I, you know, I helped Benny out with finance, and it was the same thing with him, man. Dude, tell me about your business, Benny. I was like, dude, you're a baller. You know what I mean? Like, this is cool. I can't believe what we just met. And I got to know his business. We got to know each other, and... You know, I I developed some programs and plans. Well, that's another good point. Don't get scared of the matrix that a lender sends you guys. They're going to send you a a sheet of like 75 programs. In the Mm. roofing industry, we're going to use four or five, and that's it. So Mm -hmm. when I go back to where we started this thing, financing is easy if you're dealing with the right people that train you properly to how to sell it. It's so easy. You got a mobile app, you scan a driver's license, they get approved in 15 seconds, they e-sign, you do the building, you finish it, and you get paid. Mm Mm-hmm. Dig it. I dig it. Um, do you want to, what, uh, what do you want to direct people to at the end of this? Uh, uh, I'll leave it open for you to kind of send them off to wherever. Yeah, they want to check. I don't, it's funny. I, in my, my group, I, I train people always have a call to action, right? Always have an offer. Yeah. I don't have an offer. This is, this is a podcast. This is just a nice conversation. Hopefully people learn here. My name is Christopher Scoville on Facebook. Um, you can come to the contractor coffee shop group. We are a tight-knit group in there. Nobody spams because I am the admin, and I control Mm -hmm. what is posted in there and what's not. So you won't be spammed in the contractor coffee shop. And then you can reach out to me directly at Christopher.Scoville and Facebook. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. The podcast is put on by HookAgency.com, HookAgency, all over social. I needed somebody on financing to really illuminate the topic for me. I certainly think that this is something that I need to learn more about. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. See you, everybody. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dew.